Blitz text line is always open, 918-262-5072. You can text us anything you want at any time. All right, 405 here on the Blitz 1170, streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. Thank you for uh, listening this afternoon. Oh, yeah, by the way, forgot to mention this in the open. Guess what today is for me? Today, I got the message, the final car payment processed on the old loan. Oh, <laughs> congrats. Woo! That's a good feeling. Baby. No doubt. Baby. So I think we'll uh, we'll settle in here for a little while and, you know, maybe pop some champagne bottles because we can afford them now. <laughs> and... Uh, Get set to do that stupid you-know-what all over again probably in a year or so from now. Even though, even though, had lunch with my wife today and she was already bringing up <laughs> the new cars that she liked. I'm like, the process, the payment just processed today. Can we enjoy this for just a little while? Just a little bit longer. That's that's all I'm asking. That's all I need. All right. I want to spend some time here talking a little NFL. Uh, we'll do that in one second. But first, off of the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma Text Line, uh, this is from Scott. Back to our conversation regarding Oklahoma State basketball. He's like, positive? Positive? Positive what? That the game only lasted 40 minutes? Okay, Scott, that's fair. That is, that's a completely fair response to any positives that you want to take away from Oklahoma State last night in their game against Kansas. Uh, now, now <laughs> doubt right. to OSU Justin, who sent in a text. He said, uh, hey, Pop Colby, any chances that Jerry fires Mike? And my wife is from Chicago and is a Bears fan, so my thoughts. It's the last year the Bears coach contract, so he will pick Caleb, gets more years, uh, and then uh, gets on another rookie deal, and then they will not have to pay Justin Fields. Uh, we'll save the draft stuff because draft season – is coming up and coming up quickly where I've already, I think I've read like three different mock drafts. One in which I read last night from someone that I think we both like that had JJ McCarthy as the 19th overall pick in the first round. I thought, Phew, that's pretty high. That's, it, it's pretty high. I don't even know who that is too, but that fan base should absolutely riot if that happens. Yeah. I'll double check to Storm make sure the that, that was the 19th overall pick. And then I saw one that had the tight end Sanders from Texas, from the uh, Longhorns going to the Chiefs. And I said, no, no, sir. No, that is not allowed. We will not be having nice things in Kansas City anymore. No, I, I, I do not need that to happen. But more I saw on, one that had Troy Franklin, the Oregon receiver, to Kansas City. And I just thought, of, of course. Yeah, of course, right. Of course. Maybe they won't actually throw him the ball for a significant stretch of the season the way that they've done in the past. But to your original question, any chance that Jerry fires Mike? I Yeah, there's a chance. There's always a chance. Do I think it's going to happen right now as we said here on the 17th? No, I don't. I don't. I think they I think they run it back. I'm sure, Colby, I mean, you talked about this yesterday for a little bit and what your your thoughts on it are. This is not the direction that I wanted to go in this segment with this, but you know, just to answer Justin's question, is there a chance? Of course, there's always a chance with Jerry. Do I think that he'll do it right now? I would say I would lean towards no. 
I mean, why would he make the right move when he's shown over and over and over that he's done nothing but make wrong moves? So, I, look, okay. if you're going to do it, you need to pull the trigger right before all the good candidates are gone. Yeah. Out loud. Like, I mean, the Falcons are out there tweeting about everyone they talk to. Yeah, I mean, these guys are getting interviews right now, and, I, like, you, he should have been gone 30 minutes after that game ended. I, 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 like, I don't know how you can go through something that embarrassing and and it's st- like what are you debating what are you debating whether whether you're going to get the guy that you actually want or not like well this goes into what i wanted to talk about here you ask the question what are you debating but this isn't the only debate that the organization has correct the other right. debate on right. this the other one that looms right behind where your head coach is is that we have a quarterback that is sitting here that probably just statistically had his best season that he has had as a pro, and it's up for extension time. And all the hot takes that come with not just being the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, but also what you do regular season and then also what you do in postseason. So here are some numbers because this is how crazy – that the scenario with Dak has been because go back and look in the fourth playoff game in the last five starts that Dallas has lost. It's also the fourth playoff game where these numbers are incredibly similar. These are losses that Dallas has had in the playoffs with Dak. Let's go back to 2018 against the Rams. And it's eerie how close these are. Dak, 8 for 13, 87 yards. Dallas is down 20 to 7 at half. Niners, 21. Dak, 9 for 16, 89 yards. Dallas is down 16 to 7 at half. 22 against the Niners. Dak, 12 of 16 for 81 yards and two picks. Now that's just a 9 to 6 game, but still at the half. And then Sunday at half, Dak, 13 for 21, 87 yards, and two interceptions. You're down 27 to 7 and a half. So the final stat line of 403 yards may be great, but we've done enough to talk about how the final stat line has absolutely, in the most part, D to do with the actual game and what took place with Dallas and Green Bay. That's not even bringing up the 2016 Green Bay playoff game when Dallas was down 21 to 3 before they had the big comeback but four losses in the playoffs with this guy and i don't know if you just classify him as just a guy just a dude but all of those stat lines are so similar for losses in the playoffs that that is that that's that's when the ultimate test is made of a quarterback here's the other one too so going back, trying to remember how many Super Bowls now that we've had, uh, but a significant portion of the Super Bowls, I think it's like the last 20-something Super Bowls that we've had, we've had like 23 different starting quarterbacks that have gone. Now, I know those numbers don't add up. Well, that's because Tom Brady went to a whole bunch of Super Bowls, and so did Peyton Manning. But of those Super Bowls and those 23 different quarterbacks that have gone, the majority of those quarterbacks 
except for one, made a conference championship game and Super Bowl within their first seven years as a pro. The only outlier on that is Peyton Manning. And I'm sorry, but Dak Prescott ain't Peyton Manning. No. So you have this is the other debate that has to happen internally with what you do with the franchise of the Cowboys moving forward. And if you're if like if they're kind of stuck in a way because of the way that the cap works and the, the type of hit that they're potentially looking at here. But yet they're also fighting against history. History tells you that this is not typically going to work out by this point in this player's career. And it and it hasn't. So that's the other big debate that I wanted to bring up right now about what happens next in Dallas. Well, first, it's Dak is I, I like I think we could probably go back and even look at regular season games in this regard, but and and context matters in that because sometimes you know pressure is applied in the regular season when things aren't going a certain way or on specific matchups, but Dak has fallen short in in moments where there is added pressure to not only him but the team in general like when there is pressure on the Dallas Cowboys Dak Prescott has not played well and I I I think that and I think Dusty even mentioned this yesterday I think some people look at it kind of as like Dak is good against bad competition and not good against good competition I I don't look at it quite that way because there have been good games from Dak against good competition but those weren't matchups where there was a lot on the line, right? Or it wasn't at a time where, you know, Dallas was maybe at a crossroads in, in the regular season. I mean, it's, it's when there has been a, a decent amount of added pressure to the equation that he has fallen drastically short. And look, I, I, whether you are a great quarterback or not, you're not getting to the Super Bowl if you don't have some something that is just that, that can't be I think developed you either have it or you don't right like if you don't have something in you that rises to the occasion when there is pressure whether you are a game manager or you are a guy that's being asked to to be the focal point of the offense like I I, I don't know what the expectation is for you right like you can you have great statistics but if you can't rise to the occasion when pressure is applied yeah then it's a no for me but you mentioned the term like that's what, where you make gonna... the regular season is where you make your money right and, right, the, and right. the rest of it whatever how you are viewed after you're done playing this game is made in the month of january yeah that's a fact but even 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 in the regular season in a, in the majority of games that are pressure games in the regular season it's been the same situation so it's it, it's not necessarily the good the good opponents or the bad opponents, it's when there is a pivotal moment and a big moment for the Cowboys and they're under a lot of pressure and under a greater microscope than they normally are, he he falls drastically short. Now, there is not a debate about whether you extend Dak Prescott. They're absolutely going to extend Dak Prescott because it's one of two scenarios. Either you extend him because you want him around long-term or you decide you're done with Dak and you have to extend him because that's the only way you can at least make the money work to be able to get out from underneath the contract that he currently has. So, like, unless I'm missing something, I would be absolutely stunned if they don't extend him. He's going to be extended. It's just a matter of whether they're doing that with the intention of keeping him around for a decade or they're doing that with the intention of, at some point moving on from him in the in the in the relatively near future. So 
that's really what the Dak debate is. He will get extended, and, and maybe a lot of fans will take that the wrong way, and, and I don't know what the purpose of that is going to be. It's going to be one or the other, but I just I think you have to do that no matter what you want to do with him, unfortunately, because that's where these quarterback contracts are now, right? There's so much money that if you want to get out from underneath somebody, you have to restructure a deal, and, and more times than not, you have to extend them to spread the money out over a longer period of time. I just, you, if, okay, so if McCarthy is fired, I think you've, you can't claim that he was done in the wrong, right? Even if he's won 12 games, what, three years in a row, you can't claim that. Um, I mean, mean, the way that he mismanaged the, the Niners game two years ago, when, I mean, the Cowboys didn't play a great game, right? completely mismanaged it at the end, but they had a chance to win the game despite playing miserable football. And McCarthy completely mismanages it. Last year was, I mean, that game was really crazy. And somehow, I mean, they even had a chance at the end, but you lost Tony Pollard along the way. And that was just, that one was a really weird game. I don't know if that's all on McCarthy, but um, that one was a weird game. And then this one, like, I don't know how you make any argument, but it being on McCarthy. This is a hundred percent on McCarthy. A game like this, just it's it's an open invite to move on from the head coach. It's what it is. I mean, you could phrase it any other way, almost like, "Hey, with what happened here, it's like you're the outcome begs for it." However, you phrase it, I think I think Sturm was right about that. About the outcome, kind of begs for it for this situation to happen, and I I. I think he's right on that. I think he's right. I mean, even if he were just the OC, what happened in that game is a fireable offense, yeah, there's right? There's no defending. Even you, if you're just the OC to have the the quote-unquote, I don't agree with this necessarily, I'm just saying statistically, like the, the most high-powered offense in the league, to fall that short on your home field in the postseason, if you're just the OC, that's a fireable offense. But you're also the head coach that had a team show up flat as could be and play that kind of football. Yeah, like, I. why are they waiting? You are missing opportunities to potentially hire and interview candidates that might take jobs before you even get a chance. I think there are, there are signs that you look at and you see where there has been certain areas of, of growth from not only the starting quarterback, but from also the head coach in, in very small increments. But enough is enough. Enough is enough. And if you are committed to the quarterback the way like you talked about that they are, just from a business perspective as well, then the next one that's that's right there in line for this is you got to make a change with the head man. But yet I... I mean, this is Wednesday now after this happening. And I, you know, you got to kind of move on from a coach to go out and interview another one, correct? That's right. And there has been absolutely none of that so far. Although, I mean, if anybody's going to have the backdoor conversations, it's going to be Jerry, right? Yes. And if everyone believes what Jerry says anyways, that he's (laughs) good friends with with uh, Belichick, then those conversations maybe have already happened, and you never know. Jerry could potentially be the type that goes and, and looks 
and sees a very simple tweet from the Atlanta Falcons or maybe even had a conversation, right, with Bill Belichick about him interviewing for the Falcons, and that's when it dawns on him. Like, you know what, I, wait a minute, I've, I've got a chance to get this guy now, and I'm going to let Atlanta beat me? Who I mean, might have the worst starting quarterback in the NFL. Is that out of the realm of possibility, though, that that something like that could, could potentially happen? I don't think that it is. It's not. You know, and speaking of the coach, I'm going to play this audio. This is uh, this is Troy Aikman in an interview. He said something here in the interview. the the ba- The question that I have clipped out is the conversation about, and I think this applies to Mike McCarthy. But the question was asked to Troy Aikman about, all right, kind of the chicken first or egg first. But it related to Belichick and Brady and about, you know, which one was was better. Could one survive without the other or who got the better end of that? You know, that that entire debate that happens. This was Troy's answer to that question. But with inside of this answer, I think he gives a pretty good answer to what the responsibility of a of a head coach is and why guys like Tom were so successful with coaches like Belichick and why Troy was so successful with with a coach like Jimmy Scott's my internet up okay and and you need uh you need good players and I will say so to that point I've often asked the question back when they were really rolling and in the The middle of their dynasty years uh the question that I would pose was to various people is who do you think has benefited more from the other person and what I do know is one coaching matters and I also know you've got to have a good quarterback if you're going to win at the highest level uh but what I got to experience this is the way I always kind of respond to 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 that is for five years when Jimmy Johnson was the head coach in Dallas all I had to do and I say all I had to do uh (laughs) is be a good teammate and be the best quarterback that I could be. That's all I had to focus on every day when I walked into that building. I just had to be the best teammate I could be and be the best quarterback I could be. And the rest of it was taken care of. Uh, you know, the, the holding players accountable, the discipline within the building, all of those things that I believe are inherent in, in building a culture and winning football games and ultimately winning championships. And Tom Brady, for 20 years, all he had to do was be a great teammate and be the best quarterback that he could be because the rest of it was taken care of. And then when Jimmy left, that that changed, and, and a lot more was put on my plate, and it wasn't a whole lot of fun. And I know that Tom, when he went to Tampa Bay, yeah, he won a Super Bowl, but it was a different atmosphere than the one he was used to, and there was a lot of frustration that came with that. So uh, I, I do think that, I would never get into saying, okay, well, yeah, with that said, who benefited more? I, I just think it was a great team, and, and, and it worked. Um, and- so I asked the question then, based off of that, where your responsibility as a quarterback is just, just go in, play, and be the best teammate that you can, like Troy was talking about, same thing that Tom was able to accomplish. Is that capable right now for Dak Prescott under this current coaching staff? It's. I don't think it. That's been the case for his entire time in Dallas. I. I don't think that it has been either. And I would say for Tony Romo, 
that wasn't the case. You know, the crazy part about Romo is, you know, when he caught fire and and all of a sudden, like, caught everybody by surprise, right? Like, who's this Romo guy? He's pretty good. It was when Parcells was there, who's that type of coach, right? And then that was followed by Wade Phillips, and we I, it just kind of seemed like that started dipping more and more, right? Where probably the, the coach is not doing as much of that, and that falls on, on Romo's shoulders more and more and more. And look, I'm not a Romo fan at all. But to Troy's point there, at the beginning of Romo's career, I think what Troy is talking about is was the case with Romo, and that disappeared after Parcells left. And Dak has never had that, right? Jason Garrett's not that guy. And and Mike McCarthy certainly is not that guy. No, he's not. You know, to- I mean, Dallas has been one of the most penalized teams in the NFL for like a decade plus. Why is that? Because there's no discipline, right? So I've been hanging on to that audio for for uh, like a, a week or so and just forgetting to play it until I saw this on social media earlier today. And it's a clip from Barry Switzer's first year as head coach of the Cowboys. Did you hear uh. Troy? Did you hear Troy just say, Hey, when Jimmy was there, that's all I had to worry about when, but when Jimmy left, all this other nonsense was dropped on me and it didn't become fun anymore. Oh yeah. I've heard Troy talk on this subject a lot. How how about this clip? Because I, I saw this on Twitter. It said, this is what Dallas needs ASAP. Here is audio from Troy on the sidelines during a game. Hey guys, that's a embarrassment out there. That's a damn embarrassment. We can't block anybody up the now. We're hugging the ball early. Junior league. Somebody's got to get their attention. And I'm, and I'm, and I'll tell you, Jack, I am tired of being a guy who's got to run down everybody's damn throat all the time. Why don't we have a coach who gets over there and does something about it? Instead, we want to go over and pat everybody on the ass, and they haven't done a job all night. Guys out there off and nobody says anything about it. We got a head coach who won't say anything about it. We got coaches offensively who won't do anything about it. I mean, enough's enough. Babysitting's over. <laughs> Amen, brother. Preach. Woo! Preach. I love that clip so much. <laughs> It just it made me go, oh, my God, I heard Troy talking about this very thing. Boy, was he throwing Barry under the bus there. <laughs> he has, And, and Troy forever, has for though. years. Yeah, yeah, and has said, awesome. hey, my relationship with Barry is really good now at a, at a place where it's better than it ever has been before, the older that they've gotten. But, yeah, Troy was not a fan at all. Well, it wasn't personal, right? It was it just wasn't. Barry it was, was the type of coach that didn't style. suit what the Cowboys needed. And he and was not Jimmy. Was, yeah, right. He wasn't. Right. It he was wasn't, totally he opposite. He wasn't cut from the Jimmy Johnson cloth. And no. that's what that Dallas team needed. Yeah, clearly. That's right. That's right. I'm I good. Mean, that's I'm... why they were leaking oil. Even, you know, even the Super Bowl they won in Super Bowl 30. It just it was a far cry from those first two championships. Yeah. If the stupid Packers had to beat the Niners that year, Scott <laughs> could have had another version of that, at least in the. NFC Championship game. All right, let's take a timeout. It's 428 here on the Blitz 1170, streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. Want to hear from you in the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line, 918-262-5072. Timeout, we got a snack coming up in about, oh, 20 minutes from Mark, in which I will present glorious, glorious audio. We'll kick it old school for just a moment. Old school, I mean by what, like a month? to revisit a that, yeah. famous clip and then a new addition to one of my favorite clips that we've had here in the early portion of 2024. That's coming up next here at about 20 minutes on the Blitz 1170 and Dusty Dvorak in the 5 o'clock hour on the Blitz. The Blitz 1170 weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan.